Hello everyone, my name is Illumide. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Big Empty Purse podcast. Somebody sent me this on Twitter that Rachel Dolezal has been unemployed and is unable to find a job for the past six years. And in that tweet, somebody commented and said she finally got the black experience that she wanted so badly. Christy, uh, what have you been up to since the last episode? I have been still reeling over, <laughs> not the Super Bowl itself, because the Super Bowl itself was actually pretty boring. But the oh, really? show, oh yeah, yeah, it was a blowout. One of the one of the teams didn't even score a touchdown, which is like the main way of scoring. Like it was, oh, just, it was very one sided. Oh, so the 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 winning team actually won by a mile of a stretch. Yeah, and the other team was like never in it. It was pretty sad. <laughs> I just know that Tom Brady won and he had to go, go, go into surgery to fix his knee. But no, let's discuss this weekend thing because I'm actually intrigued by this mess. <laughs> this mess. So I, I've never paid any attention to the weekend. And I guess in retrospect, some of this is like his aesthetic he's been exploring before. But they started up with all of this gravitas. And the set is this fucking church choir with robot laser zombies i don't it was ridiculous i was like i'm in a nightmare it was this whole wall and there were all of these individuals with white choir robes and red laser eyes oh i was like what am i watching did i i think i must have missed the beginning of this because i didn't see that there was this huge buildup. there's like the the laser jesus whatever's like raising their arms there's like all of this buildup, and the weekend comes out in a boring outfit with a weak ass <laughs> voice just, a weak ass voice. Just the whole thing. Wow. And it just, huh. it didn't get any better. I missed the Super Bowl, obviously, but I actually <laughs> went back to see the the, the the halftime show. And when I saw the face coverings of the background dancers, I thought, oh, wow, that's actually a really clever way because it was part of the costume. And I was like, well, this is a clever way to incorporate the COVID protection into the costumes. But it seems like a Michael Jackson thriller ripoff without the substance. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, when I remember, I remember hearing that um, Abel Tesfaye, which is his real name, The weekend when I heard that he was going to be doing the halftime show, I was like, is he going to have a partnership with another artist? And they were like, no, it's just him. I was like, are we sure we want to do this? Because I was afraid that it would be a lukewarm presentation because, uh, you know, a lot of his music is not performance friendly. He mm -hmm. sings almost entirely in falsetto, which is light and soft and doesn't really project well, especially in an open field arena. Mm -hmm. like a Super Bowl stadium. And there's no voluminous belt. There's no sustained notes. Like there, there's nothing showmanship about his music. No. Plus, he didn't bother rearranging the music from the studio version to accommodate <laughs> for the act. Like right. if you know you're going to be performing live, you would reorganize and rearrange the music so that it'll allow you to do all of the physical activity of running around. But he just sounded out of breath. He did, even though he wasn't even really dancing. He was just sort he wasn't, of exactly. hanging around. And his sound people did him no favors. Right. The sound engineer really screwed him over because if you know you're going to sing almost the entirety of a performance in falsetto, what your sound engineer should have done was mm -hmm. give you a whole bunch of background singers, like a church choir or just a team of background singers, and they should tune the gain of your microphone way higher than everybody else's. So your voice soars over the instrumentals and the music that's playing. But all the music just drowned him out. Mm -hmm. What I feared is exactly what happened. <laughs> the other thing is, if I were him, right, I, I think he knew that there would be limited attendance in person at the Super Bowl because of COVID restrictions, which by the way, I actually saw a footage of the people sitting in the stands and it didn't look like they limited anything. Uh, but put that mm. aside, right? <laughs> most, yeah. a lot of the halftime performance shows, most people view them after the Super Bowl. And mm. for the most part, people are watching them at home on screens, which means that if you are a performer, right, you're not just performing for the live audience. You're performing mm. for people who are going to consume this content on a two-dimensional screen. So if I were him, I would take full advantage of that. I will make everything visually appealing. 
Like the way Gaga yeah. did it was perfect. Jumping out of a helicopter on a two D screen, no, or yeah. where where she like that will capture somebody's attention. That's a, yeah. a visual cue. Like if you have a drum band, a huge number of people. If if they make a number or a shape and they're moving around and it's real time or there's like an explosion behind you, something <laughs> that. But you can't just have which he tried to do. He had like one explosion. Yeah. Like, it's a 15 minute performance. You need more than just one explosion. So um, <laughs> apparently <laughs> you, you probably should have more than one good rule of thumb. But the other thing is I literally went back and I, I tried to read like, OK, what's in the contract for somebody who's going to perform at the Super Bowl halftime? Apparently, the actual NFL does not pay for the production of that performance. <laughs> nope. Which means the artist has to pay for it themselves or get a producer to pay for it. That being said, apparently, The weekend paid for his own. And apparently, it cost him $7 million, <laughs> Which I'm like, you need a refund for that. You need a refund for that. Get Whoever your, you paid that to. Get your money get back, your Mr. Weekend. <laughs> because, like, $7 million for that, that didn't seem like a $7 million performance. That's one. No. And two... That artist just gets paid union union standard. They're not getting paid a whole bunch of money. So the weekend is actually, but the only reason why they'll accept the job is if they know that, oh, the amount of exposure they're going to get from doing the show is going to be a payoff for whatever money they invest in it. He also, when he was interviewing about his position as the halftime performer, they asked him and they said, oh, are you going to do anything similar to what Jennifer Lopez did and bring out like Shakira or what like Bruno Mars did where he brought out Beyonce or... And he said it in such a very, how dare you ask me that kind of question? Don't you know who I am? That was a hint you should have taken from that interviewer. Like, they were helping you out. He said something to the effect of, oh, I discussed it and I thought about having other people, but having another artist wouldn't have worked with my vision for the performance. <laughs> what? Oh, what vision? What vision? Like, even Beyonce, a whole Beyonce. I don't know if you remember the videos from her Mrs. Carter World Show. She had the mm. twins performing with her on stage. Oh, yeah. The reason why she did that is because Beyonce is a performer. She can sing and hit the notes and do all the things. But when she goes to the back to have a costume change, there has to be a visual cue that's distracting people from that, as opposed to mm -hmm. just putting a montage on a screen. And that's what the twins were there for. And they mm. did a brilliant job at it. And even her standing on stage and the way they moved around her, the playful back and forth, that's a visual cue that she relied on for the show to make sense. Mm -hmm. So I was like, even Beyonce is going to rely on somebody to yeah. help her out with a visual cue. You as The weekend? Oh, yeah, no, no. Like, you need backup dancers around. You need something. Yes, and he disappeared for a while. And I was like, he has to be changing that terrible costume. Like, there's no way he does not come out here with a different costume on. We're sitting here watching the, like, dancers with the jock straps on their face, like, wave some little hand lights around and not really do choreography. And he comes out in the same goddamn the same <laughs> ugly red blazer and nothing. Like, unnecessary gloves. Right. And just That's the other thing. Why didn't he consider another outfit? Like, I don't know. Uh, if you're going to perform at a show, I don't care how great that outfit looks in person. If that outfit doesn't look great on camera, you should probably change it. Which is why all of the artists that you see, they wear really uncomfortable, sequined, stoned outfits. Not because it's comfortable to perform in. Yeah. But they know that it's going to be translated to a 2D screen and it has to make sense for that screen. So um, mm -hmm. I think this is lesson 101 in performance. Unfortunately, had to learn it the, on the biggest stage there is. <laughs> but hopefully going forward, I feel like, and I will say this, I think this is a good thing that's going to come out of this. Since he has made almost every single mistake possible for live performance <laughs> at the Super Bowl, I think any live show he does after this he will carefully consider his choices and maybe his live shows will improve because the way people are dragging him for this, if he comes out of this and doesn't learn a damn thing, he deserves to be dragged for the rest of his career. So I think yep. he will learn something from this. <laughs> Bless you, Abel Tesve. <laughs> we are rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How, how dare you? What else have you been up to besides reeling from that? Sort of awful Super Bowl performance show. So I finally started, I was thinking about Valentine's Day, and I remembered this podcast that I had been meaning to start forever, which is called Why Won't You Date Me? Um, 
It's hosted by Nicole Byer. Do you know Nicole Byer? Um, oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I I know I know vaguely who she is. I know she's been a guest on Drag Race, and I know she she's had a book out, and I think she also has a a show called the Nicole Byer Show, if I know correctly. I think she does. Yeah, she's done a bunch of things. I saw her first as the host of Nailed It on Netflix. Have oh you ever yes, watched Nailed It. It's like a it's a like cooking competition or baking competition show for people who can't bake and they try and do these really elaborate baking projects and, and fail. I lied. It was loosely exactly Nicole, not the Nicole Byer show. Mm, yeah, but she definitely does have a book. I think it's called something like hashtag very fat, hashtag very brave, very long. It's got a really long <laughs> subtitle. <laughs> it, it's amazing. So I find her hilarious. I'd like seen her. She does like a bunch of guest appearances. And so I'd been meaning to start her podcast forever. I, I was going to try and describe her podcast, but I just loved her description. Nicole Byer is single and has been for decades. She's smart, funny, has a fat ass, and loves giving blowjobs. So the question is, <laughs> why is she perpetually single? This podcast is a quest to find that answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. She's petty, and she knows it, she and she, she's sticking with it. I love it. I love it. This podcast, I was crying. I've listened to like 10 episodes now and I was just crying through every single one. <laughs> oh my god. It's the the guests are so good. So I was definitely this has been going on since 2017. So I was just scrolling through like looking for people I know, which there's a ton. So like one of the most recent episodes was Tiffany Haddish. I Oh yeah. I, I cried. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to give this a listen. Oh my god! So I, I listened to the one with Rachel Bloom, the one with Jamila Jamil. Um, also, Nicole has some in at Drag Race because, like, she has interviewed like every single Drag Race queen on this podcast. <laughs> really? Every single one. Yeah. I swear oh, to God. Oh, that's interesting. So I listened to the one that's with really Bob the Drag Queen. I I listened to the one with um, Jiggly Caliente. I love Bob. <laughs> oh, J Bob was, <laughs> Jiggly. Bob was so funny. <laughs> Oh my god, but it's just like, it's about like dating and sex primarily, and it's like very, very raunchy, um, and like silly, but then every, like, every so often they get into these like really real conversations about like gender and race and body image right. and mental health, and like those like come up very naturally, and then also they just talk about like terrible hookup stories and like <laughs> dates like okay right. I, won't, I won't give away too many of the stories because just like listen to the podcast but this is a quick yeah. one bob the drag queen tells this story about being on tour in spain like on a drag race tour uh and right. meeting a guy on grinder comes to his hotel room gives him a blowjob finishes and then says what room is valentina in no <laughs> No, not checking them off like a list. Miss <laughs> Valentina is. <laughs> oh, that's I. I it's, would be wow, 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 so wow. It's wow. all stories like that. I, oh my god, it's it's perfect. <laughs> highly, highly recommend. <laughs> I will listen to this. I will listen to this. This is oh wow. It's like yeah. a perfect Valentine's Day podcast too. It was exactly what I was hoping for. I know. I know what I'm going to spend my weekend doing. This is this is the this is the show to listen to. Well. After you listen to Big Empty First podcast, yes. then consider listening to Nicole Byer's <laughs> podcast. Yes, shout out to Nicole Byer. Please have us on your show when Big Empty First <laughs> makes it big. <laughs> yes, yes, we'll we'll do her a favor and put her on the map, of course. <laughs> so I actually spent my week watching really terrible Netflix show. I watched The Frankenstein Chronicles, which Netflix keeps churning out. I I don't know if this is part of their their model they keep churning out shows that have fantastic premises as like if you look at the, just think of the inception of the, the what the show could be mm -hmm. and their execution manages to fall flat almost every time yes. like if you think about the frankenstein chronicles imagine they could do a show about like and it's a period piece too so mm -hmm. it's the whole religion versus science like which one is gonna come out on top and all the things about science that they hadn't fully explained back then, there are a million ways to go with it. Resurrecting a dead person or several parts from dead people and the history of surgery. There are a whole bunch of ways they could go with this and every avenue they took to explain those things just fell flat. Mm. And they had only one good gag and they wasted it at the end of the first season. Uh. <laughs> and they didn't do it in such a way that it made sense. It was just like a... It just fell flat. I was like, mm. like, 
Anyway, um, Netflix, <laughs> hire me to be in your writer's room so I could tell you exactly what works and doesn't work. Because this could have been a great show. And, and you, can't, like, you can't market a show to Americans and say, oh, yeah, this is a, a period piece based in England. You think like we're stupid enough to only buy it because of the accent? Like, yeah. <laughs> it has to be good, independent of the accent. But oh, um, I'm sure some people love this show, and they just they're listening to me rip on this show. I, I don't care what you think. Don't at me on Twitter. This show <laughs> is not a great show, and Netflix, please do better. Like all these premises that you are wasting, do better. The acting actually wasn't too bad. Hmm. But I wish they would have done better. I feel so bad for actors in shows where they're just, they're doing the best they can do. And there's just nothing they can do to save that show. There's nothing to right? <laughs> Some actors need to eat. Like, say, for instance, <laughs> if I were an actor and I got a job that was paying, even if artistically I didn't think that job was up to my talent... Yeah, I have bills to pay. I'm still going mm -hmm. to be in that show. You know what I mean? So right. I feel like yeah. some of it could be that too. And if you're going to make a show like Abel Tesfe, you need to make it good. You can't <laughs> half-step it. It's going to live on forever in 2D space. Like, make it yeah. good. Just do better. <laughs> do better. Do fucking better. Yeah, that's the only thing I've done. So the topic we'll be discussing today is Valentine's Day. I actually didn't know the history of Valentine's Day. I had to go look this up to actually learn what it is. And apparently it started as a Roman ritual of Lupercalia, which is a pagan fertility festival that ushered in the start of spring. The pagans had a, like, how many fertility things do you need? I feel like every single one of their things is fertility. So I, I don't get why all of the pagan traditions had to do with fertility. Well, many of them had to do with fertility. It's not like the Romans are the most populous people on the planet, despite all their rituals and stuff. Other cultures have them beat by a stretch, so <laughs> they did all that for what? Apparently what would happen is they would sacrifice a goat and a dog at the cave where they believed was the birthplace of Remus and Romulus, the twin brothers who they believed founded Rome. The ritual would end with the pagan priests cutting stripes of the goat hide, dipping it in the sacrificial blood, and running through the town slapping women <laughs> and crops with it. <laughs> And oh. I was like, <laughs> the pagans are wild. This, this just happened. Like just dipping goat hide in blood and slapping women with it. Like why? Oh what was God. the reason? And the thing is like the women were actually, they would be excited about this. They would put up with this bullshit. And not only would they put up with being slapped with goat hide, they would actually put their names in an urn and the men would pick the names by lottery and they would match and mate for a year. And, you know, many of the matches would actually end up in marriage. Basically picking your mating partner by lottery. I was like, y'all didn't think there was an issue with that? No? Okay. Well, <laughs> Lupercalia was outlawed when Christianity became a thing until the 49th Pope, Gelasius. He made February 14 Valentine's Day in honor of Valentinus, who was made a saint slash a martyr. But the funny thing about this, I went looking for any evidence of Valentinus. Apparently, there are three different Saint Valentines, hmm. all of which were made a saint for different reasons. And nobody actually knows if this Saint Valentine <laughs> is just the same person three times. <laughs> because all of it happened around the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, who knows? Back to the whole romance thing, right? The English folk, they later made it a holiday about romance. And they fashioned it after the birds mating season that starts mid-February. As far as I understand, it started with a poet. A poet writing a poem about his great, fantastic love. And he compared it to the birds mating and whatever, whatever. And apparently, <laughs> people really fancied that nonsense and they bought into it. And it was just, I guess it's popular now. We're going to celebrate February 14 as a day of romance. And that just <laughs> carried throughout history. And now, it's a Western tradition and a lucrative marketing vehicle. Shout out to marketing, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> marketing is the true winner of Valentine's Day. It's not you, it's not me, it's not any of us. Uh, did you celebrate Valentine's Day in middle or high school? I probably did, but I actually have more vivid memories of celebrating Valentine's in elementary school. 
I don't know if you did this in elementary school, but in my school, you would basically exchange Valentines with everyone in the class. Like you each had your own little box and mm. each kid would, would come in with like Valentines for everyone and like stick them in the boxes. So then you got your box at the end with like all the Valentines from your classmates. Oh, that's actually, yeah, that's nice. Cause it, it, you know, it, yeah. Yeah, it makes everybody participate and everybody gets something. Nobody feels left out. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. Yeah, and most of the kids brought, like, I mean, you could just get them at, like, the pharmacy. You can get, like, little Valentine's cards that you just write the name on, and they would, like, paste a piece of candy to it, which is really all that needs to be done, but for whatever reason, <laughs> it's really all that's necessary. Um, but we were extra for some reason, my family, and, like, handmade the Valentine's. <laughs> it was so extra. Doing too much. It was so extra. <laughs> It was fun though. I mean, it was just like stickers and shit. Like, but right. but then it was fun. You like make a an extra fancy homemade card for your crush. Which like, what does that even mean in like fifth grade? But uh, middle and high school, I just feel like it was just sort of awkwardly there, and it was like, Ugh, like Valentine's Day. Maybe I should do right. something. Right. <laughs> I I don't I don't remember it. We, we were more concerned about like somebody's birthday party mm. where they'd come to school and bring a soda pop or. Uh, a cake or something we didn't care about valentine's day that wasn't a, a thing i think in high school like you just said it was a thing that was there and it was mostly awkward because people would go around getting the chocolate the flowers the candy the the mm -hmm. and it like there was a specific period in school the first period your home period is the period that everybody gets to share the thing and do the thing so i was like okay so if the person you like is not in your first period you gotta hold this piece of shit thing and haul it around campus until like you have the same period as that person and if you don't have the same period as that person you gotta wait until lunchtime to oh. find that person be like okay here you go um yeah i i just i thought the whole thing was clunky but yeah. those who were into it were really into it man like they mm -hmm. were they went hard so i was like good for you and then i think when i was in a relationship in high school i mean it's not like we had any money just buy like drugstore chocolate truffles call it right. a day <laughs> <laughs> right i i didn't i didn't participate or engage in any of it i was one of those kids who i had a huge backpack like my the the books in my backpack were killing me like there was already so much of that and on top of the books in my backpack killing me i had two other bags one was for my track and field paraphernalia that i had to change into at the end of school and i couldn't put my track and field shoes and my cleats in the same bag I had to put it in a different bag because of yeah. the mud and the dirt and whatnot. Yeah. So I had three different bags that I had to shovel around all around me the entire day. And I wasn't thinking about, oh, let me stack on like a whole box of chocolates. And like, <laughs> I was not, I was like, there's so much stuff I have to carry through the day. I'm not adding more. In fact, I'm trying to drop something. The high school that I went to didn't have lockers. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. You didn't have a... Yeah, we didn't have, didn't have no. One? We didn't have lockers. Oh. We did not have lockers. Or maybe if somebody did, they didn't tell me about it because <laughs> I didn't know I could... I would haul all my stuff around all day with me. So... Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't having the Valentine's Day nonsense. That was more work for me. But like, remember um, the the Mean Girls movie? This is the like every time I think of Valentine's Day, I think of um, and four for you, Coco. You go, Grand Coco. Yeah, that's the only thing. Whatever it was, it couldn't have been important. It was candy or some stuff like that. But it just became like a, a status symbol of popularity. Like if you got more, you were more. <laughs> I, I think that's so stupid. What was your favorite thing about Valentine's Day? I love the candy. I mean, I just have a sweet tooth. So like any holiday that involves candy, <laughs> like that's an easy one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basic. But like, I don't <laughs> I love Halloween. I love Christmas. And I love Valentine's Day because there's candy i feel the same way like any any I, I will take the candy anyhow form i can get it i don't care what what the occasion is although the best day is february 15th when all the valentine's candy is on sale i'm taking my ass to the store on monday to clear them out yep i'm buying every candy that they have on sale on the 15th i do not care <laughs> and they'll know exactly too that i have that's how you know the single people if you find us yeah. in the store on fucking february 15th clear them out we weren't there on the 13th no 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 no. we're coming on the 15th i do like some of the sappy parts of it though like i do like to like write my husband I'll, you know just take the opportunity to actually write like a meaningful card um but i kind of miss when my husband and i were dating long distance uh I had a really fun time hanging out with my single friends on Valentine's Day. 
<laughs> partly because it was just like nice to be able to hang out with him and partly because it was like very low pressure so I was like I don't have <laughs> like he's right. he's off somewhere I don't need to worry about him I definitely like a friend of mine one time just like gave me a whole makeover on Valentine's Day and we went to a bar together like that was great I was actually like right. not that I wouldn't have had fun if my husband well then boyfriend now husband was there but that was also a really yeah it's fun just, way to it's just a day to, to shoot the shit in, in college I remember um on Valentine's Day I don't know if it was just the the people that I was around because it seemed like everybody was in a relationship and mm-hmm. Valentine's Day just became a big hoopla to do I was like okay great I get it but I used to avoid those people mm-hmm. which now that I'm older I'm like okay I'll I'll let them enjoy what they enjoy because the whole thing just seemed more performative than it was romantic like whatever one person was gonna do with the other person that they were in a relationship Sidebar. Do you remember that song by Trisha Campbell called I'm Still Here? No. (laughs) Okay, it's not important at all, but I'll tell it anyway. So Trisha Campbell has a song called I'm Still Here. And she went to perform it on some morning show. I forget which one. And the announcer who was supposed to bring her on the show said, Welcome everybody, Trisha Campbell performing I'm Still Here. As in, like, steel, like the beams. Yeah. And at the end of the performance, he goes, it's called I'm Still Here. She goes, Still Here. He says, Still Here. She says, no, Still Here. And they keep going back and forth for, like, a couple of minutes. <laughs> I'm Still... That song was horrible. I'll send you that performance. That performance was trash. Speaking of Abel Tesfaye performing at the halftime Super Bowl. Anyway, back to what I was saying, right? Um... Now that I'm older, I like I like that people enjoy things. But back then, I used to get really irritated about the fact, like, if you were in a relationship with someone and you were going to do some fantastic romantic gesture for them, why is it important for you to make it a public affair? Like, they would always make a point to make it a public affair in a very public place and then record it on the social media and then post it yeah. and repost it. And, rep- and I was like, we do not fucking care. Yeah. And now yeah. that I'm older, I'm like, okay, maybe they just want it documented so they can relieve the memories, or relive the memories later, or <laughs> they want their friends or whatever to be in on it too, so they can all talk about it later, just as a memory. I I didn't. I was like, y'all are doing too much. Yeah. No. I I have no problem with people who like enjoy Valentine's Day and go all out for it if that's like the relationship you're in. But like. I think you overestimate how interested we are in it. (laughs) (laughs) We don't care. (laughs) We really do not care. I I do not like uh, those those big grand nonsense. It annoys me. I remember one time somebody was really nice to me. They brought me a bouquet of flowers, like a really Mm -hmm. expensive bouquet of flowers. Now, if anybody knows me, what the fuck am I going to do with flowers? Not only that, thankfully, like, there are dead flowers that do- didn't have any, like, pollen on them. But, like, I have serious hay fever. So, like, mm. I'm the last person you should give flowers to, one. And two, like, what am I going to do with flowers? Do you think I'm going to cut the stems off and put it in a bowl? Or, like, I don't even... I. Do you own a vase? I don't own a vase. This is the thing. I don't like tchotchkes. I don't like things that hang on walls. I don't like little um, Russian dolls that you can... I don't like any of that stuff. I like a clean... I hate those. Like, I want a clean space. I don't want... If something does not have a very specific use, I don't need it in my space. So if you're going to give me flowers, like, come on now. But the thing is, like, is it the thought that counts? Because I have to pretend to be grateful for this, but really it's just a headache. Yeah. Because now I have to figure out a way to throw it in the trash without it cutting my hand, like, the thorns. <laughs> like, it's just more work for me now. But I have to be like, oh, thank you so much. This is so nice of you. But, like, uh, I didn't ask you for this. This is not what I want. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. But what I do like, and I'm sure we've done this, is the stupid, stupid Valentine's cards. Yes. Which are some of my favorite in the world. I love every every Valentine's Day we do this. We go through and find the dumbest Valentine's cards <laughs> and we send them. Um Yep. Like, I see you put a few on here. Go ahead. The the more poorly done, the worse the joke, the better. So we have <laughs> one with featuring Miss Tyra Banks that says, You wanna be on top? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the one with the it has a photo of uh, Van Gogh, and it says uh, Vincent Van Gogh out with me. <laughs> I hate these. This is so stupid. Uh, that's the point of these, though. Like, if the reaction isn't you read it and go, "That's so bad, I hate it." <laughs> <laughs> Are you a beaver? Cause damn. <laughs> I love the Paula Dean one. Oh uh, first of all, it's not. No, that's not Paula Dean. That's the lady from Life Alert. Yeah, it's and the it Life says, Alert lady. Uh, it's the Life Alert lady. It says, "Help! I've fallen for you, and I can't get up." <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. I think the Paula Dean one, I don't have it here, but I think she's like riding a stick of butter and it says like, you butter be my Valentine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's the one. That's the one. Riding a stick of butter. The other one uh, that has Obama on it. I don't want to be Obama myself this Valentine's Day, which. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I, I, I was on Twitter earlier today and I thought, oh God, it was so good. I wanted to remember it. It's like roses are red, violets are blue. Don't nobody want that shit from you. <laughs> <laughs> it was talking about some <laughs> shitty Valentine's gift that somebody gave. And oh, it was Latrice Royale. She was doing a commercial for, I think, some nuts. And she goes, oh my God, of course. roses are red, violets are blue. Don't nobody want that shit from you. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, she was doing a commercial for nuts. Yeah, she, oh God, I love Latrice. So, what is your least favorite thing about Valentine's Day? My least favorite thing about Valentine's Day is mostly the like consumerist aspect and the fact mm. that like literally like Christmas passes and Valentine's Day is in your face until February fourteenth. Oh, yeah. Like they do not waste a moment. <laughs> nope. That's what I mean. Like, it's a lucrative holiday. Like, businesses are, are anything they can do to hype sales during Valentine's Day, they will. And they won't even wait until, like, February, like you just said. Christmas rolls around. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is it. Nope. Every, like, <laughs> even your, your local gr- the drugstore, if you go to a Walgreens, CVS, any of that, as soon as it's Rite Aid, you walk in, it's just red all over with the hard candies and everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm here to pick up some drugs or a fucking Band-Aid. I'm not here for your chocolate. No. Um, yeah, let but, me buy yeah. my Valentine some truffles on December 28th and just have them around. <laughs> like, why? Why? Why are you here? <laughs> too much, too fast, too soon. I don't think. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. I think my, my least favorite thing about Valentine's Day is, okay, I guess I need somebody to send me my Social Justice Warrior membership card because <laughs> I'm about to really go in on this. The fact yes. that I always feel like Valentine's Day is dedicated to the relentless pursuit of a significant other. Mm-hmm. It, it bothers me a lot that that's the norm. Mm-hmm. Because I think the interest should be on both sides. It should not be one person doing the most to impress the other or pursue them to impress them with gifts or whatever, whatever, whatever. I yeah. think that it, it, it should be on both sides. And the extent of showing affection should not be the consumerist part of it. Just because somebody got you an expensive gift does not mean necessarily that they love you. And right. the issue with that is, which often happens, if somebody does all that pursuing... Especially now, I'm going to focus solely on heterosexual relationships, which has been the norm, quote unquote norm, for so long. (laughs) If a guy buys a girl an expensive gift and the girl eventually gets with him, he feels as though he has bought her. Mm -hmm. Because she's accepted the expensive gift. And then as soon as the relationship begins, he feels as though he no longer has to try because he's already made the investment up front. And that's the issue (laughs) of the unbalanced chase. Like you can't have somebody chasing you, chasing you, chasing you, chasing you until you say yes. And then what what happens after that? So I've always had an issue with that. I've always been like, sure, you can have a romantic gesture, but if it's about the chase, I, I, that's always been a problem for me, but yeah, I'm going to get off my high horse now, but that's, that's, that's how I feel about that. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird. And it's, I, I hate that trope of like, just keep pursuing it's a terrible. person. Like, Oh, it's creepy. Somebody will say stuff like, Oh, you know, you just have to make a bigger gesture. There are, there are movies upon movies upon movies that follow this exact trope. 
Yep. The guy likes a girl so much that he goes out and does some weird, ridiculous gesture that, frankly, I think is embarrassing to both the girl and him. <laughs> but he does it anyway. He commits as hard as he can. And, you know, then they, they, they cut to the girl realizing, oh, my God, he must love me so much to put himself through this bullshit. Really, girl? <laughs> like, okay, but... That's a whole different, we could talk about that for a whole other episode, but I, I don't enjoy that particularly, you know. Yeah, another thing I hate with Valentine's Day is companies that have nothing to do with love or relationships or sex or any of the Valentine's Day things, trying to shoehorn their products into marketing. They just try and like jump on the Valentine's <laughs> Day marketing bandwagon. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody who sells coffins and caskets? They're like, Valentine's Day is coming. <laughs> buy a casket <laughs> oh god do you really love her then you wouldn't want her dead body in just any casket <laughs> yeah or like a car insurance company valentine's day is coming up you know yeah. what you can do for your lover buy her car insurance like <laughs> okay sure oh um, yeah some of these are i have to hand it like american marketing is hands down the best in the world there's nobody else who does it like America. Mm -hmm. We go hard. Like, why are we marketing caskets so hard? Why are we marketing insurance so hard? Oh so do you have any memorable Valentine's moments? I have one in particular. <laughs> it's like the Valentine's moment, like the defining Valentine's moment of my life. <laughs> so this... <laughs> This was while I was in college, and it was the first Valentine's that I was dating my now husband. So we were dating long distance, and he sent me a letter for Valentine's Day. Just like a long mm -hmm. letter, sappy, nice, whatever. It's a letter. So he wanted it to be there in time. So I was living in the sorority house at the time. So he mm -hmm. sent it to a good friend and sorority sister of mine and just said, right. can you make sure Christy gets this on Valentine's Day? That's all the right. instruction he gave her. Here's the letter. Mm -hmm. Make sure Christy gets this on Valentine's Day. <laughs> You'll see how this is related in a minute. But in this sorority house, we had a life-size cardboard cutout of Zac Efron from High School Musical. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which is like, probably every sorority house has something like this. But you just used it, like, the sole purpose of this cardboard cutout was to, like, scare the shit out of people. Like, you would, like, open the shower and Zac Efron was in the shower. Or, like, you would open your closet and Zac Efron was in the closet. Zac Efron would be... You'd be doing your homework and someone would, like, put him right over your shoulder. Um, so that was all we used was, like, Zac Efron just moved around the house. So I wake up Valentine's Day morning and standing beside my bed looking at me is the Zac Efron cardboard cutout with my boyfriend's face on it <laughs> but not just like stuck there it was perfectly sized and matched so like the neck right. lined up <laughs> like someone put well someone my good friend put so much effort into this she was so <laughs> proud and she told me later she was like did you notice i lined up the neck <laughs> the neck <laughs> <laughs> and I she did up the neck. she did all of this on her own. My husband didn't even know about this until I sent him a picture in the morning and was like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> Why is this how you're giving me this letter, Zach Efron? He's like holding the letter. See oh that God. that is I feel like that that is fantastic because that was a that was a team effort. Like yeah. he sent the letter, she did the the cutout. That's that's a see that that makes sense to me. That's a great that's a great way to have a Valentine's. It was. I mean, it was terrifying, but it was right. <laughs> I would have been shook. <laughs> One of the cons of Valentine's Day being the norm and expectation is that it confuses and complicates casual dating. If two people just started dating and just by happenstance they met each other january 20 and they're they're having a great time they're enjoying each other's company that pressure when february 14 starts to roll around is like oh do we have to decide what we're doing yeah. do we have to get each other a gift what's 
but it's not their fault that they just happen to have met each other on January 20. It's, right. it's, it's not their fault, right? So now they have to start turning the wheels, like, and they have to have that awkward discussion. Are we going to do the gifts thing? That, that just throws a monkey wrench in the whole thing. I, I don't think that's helpful to anybody. Some people will probably ghost people around Valentine's Day just because they mm. don't want the added pressure of figuring it out. Which, yeah. overall, I, this just, it's not good for business. I, I think <laughs> people should, I think people should just have the gumption to say it exactly how they mean. Just upfront be like, here's the thing. We met January 20. <laughs> when February 14 rolls around, you better not be getting me any gift. We're not doing this bullshit. Like, <laughs> let's not. That's a little abrasive, I'm sure. But And like, how would you even know what to get? Like, even if you were like, oh, I should get them a gift. Like, I don't know what to get someone for a gift if I've known them for three weeks. Like, I don't even know what to get for gifts for people who I've known for years. Never, like, <laughs> I struggle with gift giving so much. because. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is the tangent we can go on. As a gift receiver, I know I'm very particular. <laughs> I there's certain things that I'm just like no like but, flowers no <laughs> like flowers like I'm not the person you give flowers to I it's not me I am not the person and the other thing is um in terms of financial capacity if somebody gets me a gift that is too expensive I feel bad accepting it from that person mm-hmm. I can't put you out a stack especially for gifts that most gifts are liabilities <laughs> like if you if you are spending like upwards of hundreds if not thousands of dollars on a gift that gift is not going to appreciate in price not for me not for you not for anybody and people are like oh it's the, it's the thought that counts i'm like no <laughs> if i have a general idea of how much money you make and i know how much this thing costs i know you're starving for the next week mm-hmm. i can't accept that gift that's that's yeah. that's not conscionable I, I can't do that to somebody so mm-hmm. I'm i'm always like no and on the other hand is if you flip it, if you if you want to look, if somebody gets me a gift that's like extremely cheap and useless mm-hmm. to me, <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? And <laughs> if it if it's cheap and useless, it has to be funny. Yeah, it has like it has yeah. to be kitschy. It has to if it's cheap, useless. Like say for instance, one time somebody gave me earphones, like in ear earphones, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like. I know you you thought that was thoughtful because I like music, but like I have better headphones and earphones. <laughs> I have so many of them. This is of absolutely zero consequence. <laughs> and I can't sit here act excited about a $3 earphone. Like what am I supposed to do with this? And that's the other thing. Like, so I know for me, receiving mm-hmm. gifts is just, I, I know how I feel about gifts. So if I'm giving somebody a gift, I think of, oh my God, would I think this way about this gift? And that just gives me a whole bunch of anxiety. Yeah. So what I usually do is I ask the person upfront. I'm like, I would like to give you a gift. What is something that would be useful to you? Mm-hmm. Or what is your favorite store to shop? And mm-hmm. you already know that I'm going to get you a gift card to that store. Yeah. Right. And I also I, I also don't I don't like insulting people by giving them money because a lot of my like the people that I know. They, they don't need my money. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they definitely, I, I like, right. I'm the one who should not be giving them yeah. money. They don't need my money. <laughs> yeah. Gift giving is tricky. And I think that the added pressure of gift giving in a relationship that's new, Valentine's just, it's terrible for that. Just to make things worse, uh, my birthday is 10 days after Valentine's Day. So everyone who's ever... <laughs> dated me has had to deal with that on top of the valentine's thing it's like can, can you get one gift for both holidays do you have to get me two gifts in a row do they have to both be big gifts <laughs> oh god right right you see, sucks oh god, for them it's, it really does it's the same with like yeah yours is just quite unfortunate valentine's day your birthday <laughs> like for me it's my birthday is thanksgiving oh (laughs) almost always yeah which thankfully thanksgiving has no gift but the issue (laughs) is to get me a big gift for my birthday when december 25 rolls around now that i'm like older i hate it even more because and i will say this i think i'm very fortunate every time my sister asks me what do i want i have to think really hard Mm. because if i really if it's something that i need i just go ahead and get it i don't wait Mm -hmm. until it's my birthday or it's christmas like i just get it yeah and she asked me what do you want i have to sit there and really think 
oh, what, what's something reasonable? No, I could ask her for a brand new car. I'm not getting it. <laughs> like, she knows that I know that she knows that well, I'm not getting it. Like, yeah. I can't ask for anything ridiculous. I have to ask for something that's right. reasonable. But what's reasonable that I need? Like, I, I yeah. really don't need anything. And I, I don't, I'm not one of, I don't collect, I don't like tchotchkes. Like, I can't ask you to buy me a, a something that's just going to take up space. If, I, if I'm not physically going to use it or enjoy it, I can't ask you to get it for me. So anyway, yeah, yep. the gift giving part for Valentine's Day. This is not Valentine's related. I just, it, it makes me laugh every time when you say tchotchkes. There's a friend of mine who, the first time I went over to her house, I went into her kitchen and it was all pig things. Like, it's like a pig, like soap dispenser and like a pig thing holding all the utensils and like a pig spatula and a pig like apron. And I was like, oh, you really like pigs, huh? Like pigs. Right. And she was like, no, not really. I did when I was like 12, but now my whole family thinks I like pigs. <laughs> so they just keep getting me pig things. <laughs> God. She said it's so just, they just won't stop getting me pictures. They won't things. stop. <laughs> Somebody gets me a gift that I don't like. No matter how bad I feel, they will find out that I don't like that gift. <laughs> they always will. Because like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. Like, I, I need you to, that way you don't make that mistake of buying me that same gift forever and ever. For, like, uh, right. two years ago, my sister, like, asked me what I wanted. And I said to her I wanted a coat, a very specific coat. And I sent her the link to the coat. I'm like, just order it and ship it to me. Thank you mm -hmm. so much. And she saw the coat, but like there was something about the coat that she thought, don't don't interpret what I gave you. Exactly what it is, is what I want. Like, I'm not trying to say mm -hmm. something like this. No, I sent you the link, the exact yeah. link. <laughs> Click buy and ship it to me. That's all I want. And then she's like, oh, I didn't like the, the zip. The zip didn't go all the way up. It didn't yeah. look like it'd be warm. So I bought you this other jacket that's more expensive and it's better. Oh my God. And it came and I was like, I hate this jacket. I don't like this jacket. This is not what I wanted. <laughs> and I got upset with her because I was like, now the jacket that I actually wanted is sold out. If I knew, because I was holding off on buying that jacket because I, I was mm. trying to give you something to get me for, I could yeah. have just bought myself the fucking jacket I really wanted, but now it's sold out. And what the fuck? You should have told me you weren't going to get this jacket. I got upset at her. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But since then, I'm like, if I send you a fucking link, you buy what's in that link. Don't don't interpret it two ways. It's exactly what just I want. That just link. don't. But no, it's good to be honest about gifts you don't like or that aren't actually your favorite thing because when you get into long-term relationships like it'll be like your first valentine's mm. day like <laughs> they bought you like they thought was your favorite candy and it's like you kind of like that candy but now they've like it, it becomes like a tradition because like they think it's your favorite candy oh, and they're buying you your favorite candy like it's not even a big thing it's it. just like <laughs> they like it's, it's like yeah. it's like okay now you get this candy yeah. that you kind of like every single year. Nope, nope. And I feel like that that's, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's, it's a side that I always err on because I, I need people to know exactly what I think and how I feel about stuff. Like, don't make the mistake twice. Like, if you mm -hmm. get this thing for me, I don't like it. I do not like it. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just say it like that. And I, 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 I can understand how, like, the people who are getting your gifts could think that you are ungrateful. Mm. And sometimes, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to walk that fine line. If, if, I, mm -hmm. if I don't like it, I don't like it. I, I, I can tell you that I appreciate the thought. And I always appreciate the thought. That's not right. the issue. The issue is now the practical aspect of what you've given to me is actually going to make my life harder. Like, do you understand that? So right. don't, don't do this again. Right. <laughs> No, yeah, there's a difference. Right. There's a difference. Because, um, like, there are people who don't appreciate the thought and, like, get, right. like, like, there was a girl I knew uh, in college who caused this whole thing with her boyfriend because he was long distance and he sent her flowers for Valentine's Day and they were not roses, which she interpreted as him being cheap. And she got all upset at him. It was like, we can't even go on a real date and you can't even spend real money on flowers. And it was like, but then his response was to buy her the biggest red rose flower arrangement I have seen in my life. Like it was like as wide as my shoulders and like so tall. Every red rose they could find within like 50 miles. <laughs> but there are some gifts that I, I love to debt. Um, my sister, like the socks that she got me, I talked about that. I love those socks. Oh my God. I love them so much. Oh, 
one year she got me and she knows i like fragrances which one year like she got me in the car and she goes so let's go she lied to me and she said she wanted to go get herself something at macy's mm -hmm. and i hate going shopping with my <laughs> sister or my like they, they take so long and i was like do i have to go with you she was yeah, yeah please come with me like I, I i want to i want you to come with me so we got there and she just walks me to the fragrance counter and i had been talking about this fragrance that i like i was considering getting for a long time and she goes oh you should get that fragrance you really want she got me out of the house to go with me yeah. to pick up that fragrance <laughs> and i was so grateful after that that fragrance it's the isimiyaki the original i mm -hmm. wear it's a spring fragrance i wear it spring summer every fucking year it's one of my favorite <laughs> fragrances so i really appreciate it. like stuff like that i will love forever and she knows that i like that fragrance so sometimes mm -hmm. she'll ask me do you still have any more of that and i know when she's asking me that's because she knows that whatever the next thing is coming she wants to buy me that fragrance. yeah that's great though uh -huh. i mean one of my one gift that like my husband has said several times he really likes was it was a valentine's day gift it's like the least romantic gift ever is a set of mixing bowls. It's like glass mixing bowls. Right. Of like four sizes, but they like stack really nicely and the lids are like color coded and they've been really like wow. sturdy. He's like, I love these bowls. Like he tells me <laughs> like so many times he's mentioned what a great gift that was. Right. Right. There's there, there's so many. I, that, this is what I mean about, about the gift giving. The thought counts, sure, but it's not only the thought that counts. It's the utility. Whoever you're giving it to, you have to know exactly what it is that's going to make them happy yeah it took my husband and i a few years to really calibrate um because it was like the first valentine's we hadn't been dating that long and we were long distance and then it was like oh now we're long distance so we should get something even bigger the next valentine's day and like it took us a few years but now it's like my birthday is 10 days later that's the bigger gift valentine's day like he either will like cook dinner for me or get me a small gift and i get him a small gift and like it does not have to be romantic and it's and right. we get candy it's very yep. nice <laughs> yeah, this is the thing, right? I think the longer you know someone, I think it gets easier. But at the very mm -hmm. beginning, it's always kind of like rocky road. Yeah, the longer you know someone, like uh, my sister and I, uh, our gift giving is like run of the mill these days. I will call mm -hmm. her and say, look, woman, what do you want? What do you want? Just tell me. Just tell me what you want. And mm -hmm. she'll say, I actually don't know right now, but I'll think about it and I'll get back to you. And she usually is good. She'll think about it. She goes, I've been eyeing this pair of shoes or this thing that I want. Oh, so the tradition of Galentine's Day. What the fuck? <laughs> how, I don't even know how that came about or why it's helpful to anybody. I think, I don't know if this is just the first time I heard of it or if this is where it came from but the first time i heard of galentine's day was from parks and recreation right i was gonna ask you is it parks and rec yeah i've seen it um leslie yeah. nope and she yeah. and um the lady who rashida jones character yeah. <laughs> yeah i have seen it i don't know if that's the originator of it or, or if, it, if it's yeah. been around before that i don't know it seems unnecessary very it is unnecessary very. well i feel like it frames it as like at odds with the like relationship like, I want to hang out with my girlfriends and like, I want a holiday devoted to us, but I don't want it to be like anti-relationship. I don't know. It was like when I had so much fun, like with my single friends on, on Valentine's Day, like it was fun to do something right. Valentine's right. related with them, which I guess is what Valentine's Day is supposed to be. I just don't, I, I don't, just, yeah. I just feel like we could normalize like doing, exactly. That's the point doing that I made. Valentine's themed stuff for non-romantic relationships. Like we post right. those stupid Valentines on each other's wall. Like Yeah, <laughs> we don't need a name for it. It's just, it is what it is. It's, yeah. yeah. And it's hilarious. I'm in stitches every year. Like, <laughs> But like there, there are a couple of times a year we do stuff like that. Like it's May 1, that same meme yeah. we said. By the way, it's been how many years that meme still kills me every, like um, <laughs> April April 30. If I scroll on it, uh, Twitter or whatever, I'm going to see that ramen hair on Justin Timberlake in that Barbie box screaming, it's going to be May. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will see it and it's oh going to crack God. me up. It's just great. I start thinking about that meme when April 1st rolls around. Like April 1st, I'm like, oh, it's April. That means it's going to be it's May. It's going to be May. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the tradition of a touch of red. Let me tell you something about a touch of red. 
<laughs> Tell us. <laughs> By the way, speaking of a touch of red, the weekend. <laughs> His performance at the halftime. Let's just bring that back right now. Drag him back out. <laughs> He's not getting a break this episode. We're going to drag him the whole time. If the outfit is red and it makes sense, it makes sense. But mm -hmm. people will like try to, they get to work and oh, it's a touch of red and they forgot. And, and they'll put like a, a red post-it in their pocket and be like, ha ha, touch of red. Yeah. Nobody asked for that. Like, just don't, it's, it, don't do it. Don't do it. Nobody cares oh about a touch God. of red. Like, you don't have to participate. It's okay. Like, I'm not saying people should not wear red in Valentine's. I'm just yeah. saying if it doesn't make sense and it's just so afterthought, don't try. It's okay. You can. Nobody's going to arrest you. Just don't try. It's okay. <laughs> or people will go, like, completely the other direction and they're wearing, like, a red shirt with a pink cardigan with red striped pants and dangly hard earrings and like <laughs> with the red lipstick to match with the red lipstick you gotta just do the whole thing <laughs> we have now reached the part of the episode where we discuss our advice for people on valentine's day the first thing i would recommend is be thoughtful about which romantic gesture your valentine will appreciate and what i mean by that is don't do something that is good for you but may not be good for your valentine if you know your valentine is allergic, allergic to pollen, <laughs> don't get them flowers that have pollen. If you know that your valentine is allergic to crab meat or chocolate, do not get them a crab cake or a box of chocolate. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it's it. insensitive and it's dangerous. Don't do it. Make sure you understand what your valentine will appreciate and move accordingly related do not force your romantic gestures on people who are not interested in them this could be someone you are with who's not interested in that gesture or people who are not interested in you who you think <laughs> you will gesture into being interested don't do it don't do it don't do it don't do Please it don't do it if it's they tacky, say no let it's it creepy. go just <laughs> and on the flip side Feel free to reject a romantic gesture if you're not so inclined. So if somebody does do something that they consider romantic to you, for you, because of you, and you don't love it, you can reject it. You can be like, mm -hmm. that's a nice thought, but no thank you. Yep. Or And don't say, I hope you understand. No, because they don't understand. That's why they made the mistake. Say something like, um, I hope you respect my wishes. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, if you say, yep. oh, um, don't do this thing. Like, I'm not into you that way or whatever. I hope you understand. No, no, they, they don't understand. That That's the problem. Yeah. Say something else. Like, <laughs> I hope you respect my wishes or something like that. Right. If they understood, we wouldn't be here. We would. <laughs> that's when we <laughs> So on Valentine's Day, you can choose to give gifts. It feels nice to give gifts. Feel free to choose to give gifts as long as you're not forcing them on someone who does not want them. But if you give gifts... Do not expect gifts in return. Do not expect that whatever gift you might get in return has to be the same magnitude or cost as the gift you chose right. to give. Be, be respectful yeah. with the gifts and realize it's a gift. It's not a transaction. <laughs> That's, I think that should be the tagline. It's a gift. It's not a transaction. <laughs> and do not feign interest in someone as a means to receive gifts. I hope nobody's doing this. I don't even know why I should have to say this if you're not interested in someone and you don't want to give them the wrong idea do not for the sake of whatever gift that you could get from them lead them on so you should also we recommend be financially responsible with your gift giving so it doesn't do anyone any good if you're spending your entire paycheck on something it feels awkward to receive it's hard on you a gift is something that you're ne a lot of times not even necessarily sure the person will like. So figure out what's a reasonable amount to spend and don't feel the need to go wild. Please don't. That person will not like you anymore just because you spent yeah. more money. And if they do, then they like your money, not you. So we have to discuss the elephant in the room. Valentine's in a panoramic, in a Panasonic. In a panini, in a pound of yam. <laughs> Valentine's in a pandemic. <laughs> you have to you have to be twice about this have you seen the guidelines i think it was the state of new york or maybe it was like new york city that released this about how to minimize risk having casual sex during the pandemic 
Did you see this? It was like, basically like, all right, okay, if you're gonna hook up with someone during the pandemic, like, don't kiss, like, wear masks, like, maybe find positions where you're facing different directions. (laughs) Are you serious? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing that they have to put stuff like that. But honestly, if you would like to have sexual relations on Valentine's Day, take your sexual partner and you both go get tested for COVID. My husband and I are going to get takeout from a Spanish tapas restaurant near us. That's wow, our Valentine's that sounds plan. good. It is, yeah. <laughs> I haven't decided how I'm going to celebrate, but I have been craving sushi lately. So maybe I'll get sushi takeout. I don't know. I do not know what I'm going to do. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We hope you have a happy and COVID-free Valentine's Day. <laughs> COVID-free. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us some terrible Valentines if you find them. Then let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear us cover. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about breakups. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, peace. <laughs>